Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Calisi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And this is the first time, I think, since the Yankees, since the uh, the Subway Series at City Field that we're doing in person, isn't it? No, we did one in the social in the social media booth. Oh, the half. We did half of one. In we the did half booth. of one. That's right. I don't know if we we're supposed to admit that. We totally cheated it. We did. We Yeah, we knocked out the day games, and then we finished up at night. But no one knew. Nobody Seamless knew. editing by you, Vito. Thank you, man. You know, I try really hard. Now, there's only two games to talk about tonight, the Syracuse Mets and the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. The Brooklyn Cyclones game was postponed, and so is the St. Lucie Mets game. So I have a topic I want to talk about, a non-Mets topic, but I think we should at least talk about one game before I get into my non-Mets topic, John. Does that make sense? Trying to sandwich your non-Mets topic between a couple a couple ball games. So the ball games are the buns, and I guess my non-Mets topic is going to be the meat, which should burger, not be the case. Burger or a hot dog? Uh, I'm going to say I like burgers more than hot dogs, so I'm going to say burger. Well, here, now we're doing a non-Mets topic right now for a second, so I guess... Damn it. So it's all we do. It's all we do. It's all we do. It's all we do. Well, let's let's get right into it. Syracuse Mets lost 5-3 versus the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Brandon McIlwain went two for four with a solo home run. In his last five games, he's eight for 18 with four doubles and three home runs. Yeah, McIlwain's been incredible, especially these last five games. We talk about the massive weekend he had, multiple extra base hits in all three of those games. And on Wednesday night, hits another home run. Doubles, too, so eight hits, like you just said, and seven of them for extra base hits. Just a fantastic week for Brandon McIlwain, who really just continues to emerge as one of the best, most improved, I should say, uh, prospects in this entire Mets organization. So great to see from Brandon. Yeah, I mean, it's just really exciting to watch Brandon McIlwain right now. It's really exciting to watch Daniel Polka. And as I said last night, that's Polka, P-A-L-K-A, not Polka, like the music that played in all of our interviews at Somerset. In his two games with Syracuse, he's gone four for nine with two doubles and a home run. And Brett Beatty went two for five on this night. Tonight. Not this night. I mean, this night that is tonight. Now, John, are you ready for the meet? I got I to add one thing to your No, please, Falcon please, nugget. please, please. Because there's some data. Ooh. Off the bat, 112.8. Traveled 450, 458 feet. So not just any home run from Polka, but a, a mammoth shot. And now... Let's get to the mammoth topic. I don't know what this is, by the way. You don't. I, I'm kind of worried. But this was spurred by you. Okay. So John came into the office today and was saying to people, name random rangers. And I started naming random rangers because I, in high school, I was- New born. York rangers, by the New way. New York rangers, not, not Texas, Texas. Not Queens yeah. Park. You know the Queens Park rangers? No. Soccer team. Okay. In England. Well, do you know the, do you know the uh, FC Mets? Yeah. In France. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think we should do a collaboration with them. I'm going to pitch that to somebody. Victor Wembanyama played for Ooh. them. Yeah. Well, you got me thinking because you know I was a, I was a big Rangers fan in high school. I used to go to a lot of Rangers games, and then I was thinking about the 2007 Rangers. Oh yeah, I think about them all the time. The, I one, the one that got away. The 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 saddest I think top top three saddest I've ever been over a sports loss uh, was that Rangers loss to Buffalo in the playoffs. I remember I had a bunch of friends over, ordered wings, but we're not going to get into that. The point is this. I cried, too. You brought up the Rangers. I started naming guys from that team. And then you know what I was like? I was like, oh, I'm going to go look at the roster from the 2007 Rangers. And this is is where it gets fun. I'm not asking you to name Rangers because I know you can name that team top to bottom most likely. But what was interesting to me is how old looking at the roster made me feel. Was Kyle Rakunic, who, RIP, I believe he... uh passed away a few years ago. Kyle Rakunik was on that Ranger team. Um, Michael I, Michael Roosevelt was definitely on the team. He scored the double overtime winner in game three against yes. Buffalo. 
So Brendan Shanahan was on that team. So that so Brendan Shanahan, Brendan Shanahan is the name that I saw that really made me feel old, and this is why. I think about all the players we talk about on a nightly basis here on Future of Flushing, and as Mets fans, as how old Mets players are. They were born, a lot of them younger than us. Yeah. Then I went back and I looked at this, and I was looking at the year that these players that we like idolize and watch, what year they were born. And for some reason, it made me feel so old, specifically when I saw Brendan Shanahan born in 1969. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't that sound insane? How about Henrik? What year was he? He's like, he's close to 40 now. I think he might be 40 already. Well, how about this? What, how, what about Yager? Yager was on that team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yager was on that team. Yager was, but Yager was younger than Brandon Shanahan. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, Chris Drury, what year do you think he was born? 75. 76. 76, okay. Like, it just, these numbers were just really messing with me, and I don't know why. I think it was just because, like, like I said, comparing it to what age players are now in it's just weird thinking, oh, that's who we look like. The, the I, I don't know how to put this into words, but it really was just getting to me. And Henrik Lundqvist was born in 82. I actually knew that, yeah. And then think about, like, Jeffrey Rosa, who was born in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Rosa was born uh, the day of my bar mitzvah. We talked about this. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And especially us focusing on, you know, younger players like you just mentioned how – you know, the years they were born, that'll Wait. make you feel old, too. Jacob Reimer, what year was he born? He's 19, so... Jacob Reimer know, was 2001? born... 2001? 2004. Jacob Reimer was born in 2004. Wow. And the players we watched when we were growing up were born in 1969. Yep. Yeah, getting old stinks. So that was, that was my big, meaty topic I was excited to talk to you about tonight. Just... You, you, you set me off on a thing, and it, it really messed with me. But to lift spirits back up, why don't we talk about the Binghamton Rumble? Whoa! 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 Look at the notes, oh, John! Oh, Look no. at the notes! Wow. I've been so good also. I haven't even come close, and I don't, know, I don't know what happened there. No, John wrote Binghamton Mets because that's what he prefers. He prefers the Binghamton Mets. No, I don't prefer that. I just, you know, old, old habits die hard. I'm used to it. I, you know, live my whole life other than what was last like four or five years yeah it's been it's been a minute i mean it's been a I've bit been longer i think it's been longer because i've had a rumble ponies hat for a while how many rumble ponies hats only the have? one because i'm waiting for a certain <laughs> i'm waiting for a certain uh broadcaster from binghamton to send me a hat like he promised well while Vito looks up when they change from the mets to the rumble ponies We'll start by saying a 4-2 victory over the Harrisburg Senators. Lots of big prospects in this series, by the way. This was actually the MILB.TV free game of the night. So uh, you had the chance to tune in and watch all the big prospects that played in this game. And with the win, because we don't want to bury the lead here, the Rumble Ponies, uh, coupled with the Portland Sea Dogs loss on Wednesday night, they are now three games up on Portland for second place in the Northeast Division in the Eastern League, so Binghamton looks to uh, continue to build their lead over Portland as they look to make the postseason here, but Luis Moreno got the start for the Rumble Ponies on Wednesday, and he pitched really well. Five and two-thirds innings of work, allowed just two runs, struck out nine, walked just one, those nine strikeouts. They were tied for the second most in a start by Moreno all season. JT Schwartz led the way offensively. He was 2-4 with, he was two, four with two RBI. Schwartz We've talked about it since he returned to the Rumble Pony lineup from the injury. Has been great. 
You look at the last 11 games alone, 440 on base, 14 RBIs. So he's been extremely productive. After Moreno was Paul Gervais and Vito. Paul Gervais was dominant. He faced four batters on Wednesday night. He struck all four of them out. So in his last two outings, he's faced nine batters. He's K'd seven. A ridiculous whiff rate of 52.9%. That's the kind of whiff rate that like Edwin Diaz had with his slider last year. Just a totally unhittable pitch. For Gervais, and of course, two samples, you know, it's just two outings, but that's a whiff rate across the board. Like, he is a massive weapon out of the bullpen. You saw before the promotion, what he did with Brooklyn, pitch more than three innings, and I said this back then, he is the kind of guy that can just mow through an order one time through and just untouchable and so different than any other pitcher that you will throw out there for that day. So he just gives a different look. Very, very tough to hit. Do you think it has anything to do with the boys being back together? He's back with his homies? I mean, it can't hurt, right? Like, that, that would get me fired up. Like, when, when we get back together after, after an away series and, like, me and you were back in the, in the office together, I'm always so excited. Almost as excited as the Rumble Ponies being three games ahead of the Portland Sea Dogs after they lost. And that Ponies playoff push, as we always talk about, is just so exciting to watch. And, John, the Ponies have been the Ponies since 2017. 2017, wow. And that, a f- that's a long time. It's six and, years. And, in fact, I never realized because, as you know, the Rumble Ponies are named after the merry-go-round, the, right? The merry-go-round. The, the horses on the merry-go-round are called the Rumble Ponies because they rumble. Two Mets affiliates are named after amusement park rides. Cyclones. Is that a ride, though? A merry-go-round is a ride, yeah. No, it's... It's not an amusement park. They are ride. named after. They have it in the mall too. They are named after a ride. They are named after a ride. Another non-Mets topic. It's. I mean, I guess like you ride the merry-go-round, but it's not a ride. I don't know. I feel like I have a high threshold for a ride. John, why, you know what? Why don't you wrap this episode up? Mark Luino from the Mets Up Podcast is kindly waiting for me. Okay. It's been a long day. We've been here for. All right. We've been here for a while. Well, the last thing we'll say about Binghamton is on Thursday. Wander Suarez is going to pitch. He's going to be making his Rumble Ponies debut after a promotion from the Cyclones. Ponies right now in the starting rotation, missing Christian Scott, missing Tyler Stewart. Suarez has been great for Brooklyn, so another guy. The pipeline continues to push talent upwards. Excited to see that. Speaking of Brooklyn, they were postponed on Wednesday against the Greenville Drive. They will play a doubleheader on Thursday. That will start at 5 o'clock. And as we mentioned yesterday, St. Lucie and Tampa – they were postponed as well. They will get that series going on Thursday. They will not make the games up that they missed on Tuesday or Wednesday. So we will have some extra content for you on Thursday's episode because this was kind of a, this was a light one. I mean, I know that we did some Rangers talk. So for the Islanders and Devils fans out there, sorry. I mean, the 07 Islanders, they made the playoffs that year. Wait, so I'm going to... 06, 07. Hockey's, hockey years are two years, Vito. You got to remember that. No, I know that. That's not. Could be 0708. What I'm saying is, you just said tomorrow's going to be a lot of extra. I'm doing a solo tomorrow. You are doing solo tomorrow. I uh, have a prior obligation, so I will not be on the podcast. But I mean, you know, if weather cooperates, you're going to have Syracuse. Oh, no, I'm going to have a lot. I'm just saying, I don't even. This is going to be a wacky episode. Or it's not. Or it's just going to be wacky how straightforward I am. Could be very straightforward. I'm just going to be like, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future of Flushing podcast. My name tonight, who knows? Let's get into the news. Let's get into the news. The Syracuse Mets, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll listen. I'll listen on my run on Friday morning. I know you will. You always listen. I do. Check, you got to check the tape. You got to check the tape. Well, I get better. We're gonna, you know what, John? 
I, I wish you, I, I hope that future John at this moment is listening and he's just really excited to listen to the next day's episode. We'll see. You know what tomorrow is before you go? What? I just got to say this. All right. I've been, I've been, I want to say it on that stuff, but I just didn't. So this is the most ridiculous thing ever, right? Let me know if you agree with this. Okay. I like the day before my birthday more than my birthday itself. Why? What? Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think the eve of the birthday is more fun. Dude, you would be a great Italian. Christmas Eve is bigger than Christmas in Italian-American culture. I like it. I, I like that. I feel like once you're in the day, it's kind of like the excitement's no, not building, you know? Like the day before your birthday, the excitement's built. Are you a midnight? Do, do you like do a midnight thing? Like does, does your wife like? If she's up, I mean, she, she might be up. I don't know. Like, does yes, your mom I mean, call back you? then. Does your mom call you? I hope she's not up either. It's late. Yeah. My mom, like, my mom calls me the time I was born. Yeah, I mean, what time were you born? Sometime around 9 a.m. Okay, that's not too bad. I was 12.14. A.m.? No, p.m. 12.14 a.m. Nice. Having been through the whole thing myself, I realize 12.14 a.m. birth. I mean, you're in the room. You're in the delivery room for like three hours. Then they finally move you. You're not sleeping that night at all. A nice afternoon birth. That's what That's what we should all hope for. That's what you need. Yeah. That's the only way to have some normal what sleep. Time was, what time was Sophia born? 9.39. PM. PM. So we were up to like four. And what inning were you at the game until? <laughs> More than I should have been. Oh, <laughs> I see the U.S. Open traffic letting out. Oh, this is... Let's, yeah, let's get out of here. This all is right. bad. We'll see all you right. all in the future. Bye. Music. Enjoy.